Thanks everyone for tuning into today's episode. You can follow us on Instagram at CuriosityPod. That's C-U-R-I-O-S-I-T-E-A pod. And you can leave us a voice message. Head on over to our Instagram and click on that bio link. You can also email us at thecuriositypodcast at gmail.com. Stay curious, y'all. Stay curious. Yeah, no, 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 we're definitely not. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Curiosity Podcast, where two BFFs curious about the world sit, sip, and spill the tea. I'm your co-host, Megan. And I'm your co-host, Adriana. Question for $1,000, would you put a reaper pepper in your pucker? For $1,000? Yeah. No. (laughs) What about for a million? Yes. Okay. Okay. We got a winner. We got a winner. There he is. I would do it for a thousand. A reaper pepper in your in your butt. Hell is it yeah. just a pepper, a spicy pepper? It's the spiciest. It's pepper. the spiciest. It's like a million Scoville. It's like stupid spicy. <sighs> Look, there's it, been spicier things in my asshole. So. Oh my god. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it would take for me. Whoops. Okay, so. What's going on, Adriana? Let's, um, let's how are this. how are you doing? And uh, quick question: <laughs> What? Why? Who's your favorite Olympic athlete? Okay, I'm. I have. I have one, and it is Jasmine Gamacho Quinn. Okay, tell me about her. She is from the U.S. She is half black, half Puerto Rican, and she won. Puerto Rico's she so she ran for Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. She broke a record on the hundred meter hurdles, and she uh, won Puerto Rico's first track and field medal. Wow, uh, gold, and gold, how old, baby. How old is she? I oh man, I want to say she's like twenty six. So she's twenty four. I think wow. she's twenty six. This is this is why she's my favorite. Not just because she's repping for Puerto Rico. Her mom's from Puerto Rico, but she was at the last Olympics mm-hmm. and like basically did terrible and mm-hmm. didn't make her time. Didn't do basically didn't accomplish what she wanted to. And Puerto Rico was still super proud of her and supported her. And then basically she came back and squashed the competition yeah. and broke a record and won the gold so it was just like a really sweet heartwarming story and it was just such a cool win for puerto rico little itty bitty thai uh island it was their second gold medal ever wow um so it was just it was cool second but first in track and field and that's like my favorite so what was their other gold medal in i want to say it was in tennis um so uh who won Puerto Rico's you know what's first in- gold interesting medal? about Gigi, but what's interesting about the Olympics is that one of the first um, areas that women could compete in when the Olympics first started in the 1900s was tennis. 
Okay, so interestingly enough, um, okay, so I do remember it was Monica. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Puig, Puig, possibly. She won it for tennis, like you said. I think she won that in the Brazil Olympics. In 2016? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, that is what it was. It was in the 2016 Brazil, and Mm -hmm. it was for tennis. Um, She says, I'm speechless. I wanted it so bad. It was a historic win, and it was the first one. So we just got them recently for Puerto Rico, and that's huge for... um, Right. So the the name I mentioned just before, because for a second, it threw me off. So... Gigi Fernandez is her her name. Um, what was really upsetting because I had worked all day and mm-hmm. then I, you know, jumped online, got like my daily dose of you know the updates for yeah. the day, and that's when I saw Jasmine's win, and I was just like, oh my god, how exciting! And so I go to Google her, and there were a couple of articles right about her win but for whatever reason instead I was coming across stuff about like is she really Puerto Rican does it count and this like Gigi Fernandez lady who Mm. was receiving backlash for some comments she made um so I basically it's sad but I was excited to hear about the win and Mm. while I looked at that I really wormholed down this like other path where people were just like questioning her nationality whether she was puerto rican enough does she speak spanish like is she from puerto rico should she be where i was just like and Gigi was behind so Gigi is this woman who basically she's puerto rican from puerto rico but she played for us and won her Mm -hmm. gold in tennis for us yeah so as i read more about what she she basically tweeted out like questioning Jasmine and like, and why are we celebrating this? And then basically removed it once she started receiving backlash and then went further on to basically just flat out, in my opinion, lie. I think she lied. Mm. Um, but she goes on Instagram and she was like, let's try this again without the evil hackers. Last night I was hacked and people said terrible things. And I was actually just talking about tennis with my friend. Like just blatant, sloppy, like what girl? Like nobody even believes you. And oh. why are you talking down on proud Puerto Ricans? Like yeah. I, I don't get that. I just, I don't. I don't understand the question of like, are you enough of this? It, yeah, if you're Puerto Rican, you're Puerto Rican. If you're Irish, you're Irish. Like whether you were born there or not, it's like that heritage, that culture lives within you. It, it's part of your parents. Yeah. It's your genetic makeup. Like, or not biologically, but you know what I mean? Like it's just a part of what makes you you. Why, why would anyone question someone's like pride in that? So anyways... Yes, that was like my favorite. She was probably my my favorite of um, the Olympics simply because she just had such a awesome um, comeback mm-hmm. and won some mm-hmm. some awesome gold for for PR. So, anyways, screw Gigi. Yeah, Gigi. What the hell? And her hate. But anyways, I mean, you know what's interesting is I just the- think she's bitter because she had to. She represented Puerto Rico. 
and had to play for the U.S. because she didn't want to play for Puerto Rico. Yeah, so, she's obviously feeling some type feeling of way some type about of her way. home country. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's interesting that it would come from someone who's you know is actually from that country. But something that I've like seen, not in particular with this Olympics, but um, just in general. It seems like a lot when it when it these quite when people are being questioned about oh are you X Y Z enough are you you know whether it's Puerto Rican enough are you um, like African enough are you that like it's it yeah. seems to always be questioning people of color yeah uh, no one ever asks Maybe white are people. you white enough <laughs> <laughs> are you sure. Are you <laughs> look? Hey, <laughs> I can't deny it. <laughs> but I mean, it's just yeah. It's just it's a strange thing. Um, I, I'm actually not surprised because yeah. there there's totally uh, internalized racism mm-hmm. within you know the Latino com- community. It's just that that is a thing, mm-hmm. and it's just sad. It's sad that that's still. Like, how could she say something like that after yeah. a year of ref- sitting in our homes and reflecting on our, you know, society and our well, history as a country? Like, why would you say something like that? That's just the thing, gross. is that not, you know, everyone has taken, as we would say, taken advantage of the time to sit back and reflect. A lot of people have, they, yeah, they've been sitting back, but they've kind of been stewing in their own um, existing ideologies and and perhaps are already the type of person that doesn't bring things into question, doesn't question the way society is operating, the way we're treating other people and the way we're treating ourselves. So, yeah. I mean, not to um, psychoanalyze Gigi here, but um, <laughs> yeah. homegirl might want to hit up a therapy session Yo, for real. <laughs> I mean, it was just so messy the way she did it. And then she didn't even, like, no accountability just deleted it and then blamed it on literally quote evil hackers is yeah. the language she used honey baby nobody believes that okay? i mean it americans just... might have she said russian hackers but... no well <laughs> she tweeted all of this out in spanish and it was very like you could just yeah it came no from denying. the heart yeah. and here's the thing it's the second time she's done that mm-hmm. It's yeah. the second time she said, I keep tapping on tables, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> you I'm can't. very expressive. I cannot. <laughs> y'all can't see us, but I just have to keep putting my hand near Adriana on the table going, Settle down, girl. It's going to be okay. <laughs> we don't want y'all to pause the podcast because you're hearing thumps. <laughs> All right. What about you, girl? What? Who was your favorite Olympian this, this Look, year? Look, I'm going to be honest. I've been watching a lot of the competition. Um, I don't know 99% of these people's names. I'm going to be oh, honest. sure. Sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course... I- of yeah. course, I know, you know, the badass women that are competing and all of that, like, oh my I, gosh. I have, you know, yeah. a couple of those names, but, um, so I'll say two people. One person that I do know her name because she just became an Olympian silver medalist, um, in skateboarding, uh, Reisha Leal from Brazil. She oh is the little eight-year-old girl that went viral on Vine, um, because Tony Hawk, uh, Re, like retweeted her video on on Twitter, um, and she kind of blew up from then. And so it's cute. really sweet because 
I just found out today that Tony Hawk actually went to the Olympics to film her and like encourage her and be with her. And I think that's really sweet. Um, Super sweet. Yeah, she's, I know the, um, the young girl that won the gold, who's also 13 years old. I mean, man, Girls. when I, okay. When I was 13, you know what I was doing? I was uh, reading books about dolphins. I was not out winning Olympic gold. Medals. No, definitely not winning Olympic gold. <laughs> or let's be real, being like really active in any way like that. Okay, I was a cross country and track runner. Yeah. So those those years started early for me but yeah. i wasn't winning gold for it yeah no no <laughs> and yeah not. i was in gymnastics and dance but it wasn't competitive like it wasn't competitive for me it was just fun so um but yeah no i definitely wasn't uh, i did try to skateboard actually when i was 12 um, but I couldn't even manage to stay on it because I got so scared when it started rolling. <laughs> because, Balance, baby. Because I was like, oh my God, what if I fall off and bust my head open and bleed on the sidewalk and my little sister watches me die? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't the, know. The spiral. Anxiety at a young age, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anxiety. <laughs> anyway, anxiety I love I love this, this little girl. She's so inspiring to me. Um, I just, I freaking love her. But the other person who I need to look up, I need to look up his name right now. Um, he is this, I know he's a British um, swimmer. Um, and the only reason I like him so much, uh, his name's Tom Daly, um, is because he spent his time in the stands uh, between competitions um, knitting. Oh my gosh. Okay, I saw yeah. this. And, and guess what? Guess what? He's actually a really good knitter. Oh my gosh. It's not like... I was like, ah, he's probably doing it, like, for the, you know, the... For the photo for op? For the photo, yeah. <laughs> for the gram? But then you see, you see so his he's... stuff, and he's he's actually legit. And his Instagram, he, he has, like, a ton oh of... He, he makes um, little, like, sweaters and, and stuff for dogs. I was about to say, that looks like a full-blown, like... Oh, yeah. ...garment like, of clothing. Yeah, he's... he And he's just... It's funny, because all the people around him are, like... You know, like watching like everything going on. He's just minding his own business, just, knitting a purple little sweater for his yeah. his dog. I guess just like you wouldn't know that he's an uh, Olympian at all. <laughs> I just love. I, I love, love it. it. So I love it too. He's also my favorite. <laughs> That's fun. Um, again, I don't know anything about him. I just uh, see his pictures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he does he has shared that knitting is like has been very good for his mental health and and like boosting his um, like energy and happiness and yep. stuff, which um, I think that's pretty pretty freaking cool. So yeah. fun fact: I used to knit when I was like ten and eleven. What? <laughs> and like I picked it up for a hot second. Um, Wow. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised by this. And, well, you know, it was just like the situation at the time. I We were living with my grandpa. And <laughs> there we go. The, yeah. I was and living like, with my grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were living with my grandpa and like his wife and my mom's stepsister, who was like a preteen, you know. And, just, and she talked like this because she was yeah. a preteen. <laughs> she that's what they did and i was like you know what i'm just gonna join in on the fun so what'd you make um i think i made a scarf nice and i would just what i would also do is just like 
help on the things that they were working on. I was never truly interested on in mm-hmm. making full garments. I actually just enjoyed the the point of the story is that it is very cathartic. It's, it's, it's yes, relaxing. Yeah. It's peaceful. It's something you can sit there and like you're just like you said, minding your own business, mm-hmm. listening to a conversation, listening to television talking to people it's a very relaxing hobby but Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that's cool yeah so I could I could totally see that helping yeah Um, and I can imagine that being at the Olympics is a very stressful situation uh, where you need where you need to you know like bring it bring it back down to reality a bit and you know speaking of uh Olympics and Mm -hmm. stress and mental health in general of course we can't you know, talk on today's podcast without touching on our girl Simone. I mean, Simone, Naomi, um, yep. Shakari Richardson, mm-hmm. all of the women. Um, and I, I, I'm sure there have been some men in there too. Um, but yes, all of the women speaking on caring for their mental health. Mm-hmm. Let's, 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 let's dive in. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I love to see it. Um, you know, athletes, I mean, the, first of all, let's just talk about what um, athletes, you know, had to do in order to prepare for this because the Olympics got pushed out a year. Yeah. It was delayed. And so they train for... Oh my gosh. I mean, they prepare for months mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't years, right? And to have it pushed out another year and sustain whatever plan you had or go back to the drawing board to think about how you're going to stay conditioned and mm-hmm. a well-oiled machine during a global pandemic where mm-hmm. everyone's future was uncertain. Yeah. Um, you know... Uh, professional athletes, you know, yes, it is, uh, you know, glamorous to an extent. It is like, who doesn't want to take their athletic career to that level and and lean into the best athlete you can be, but it is hard. Okay. It 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 is a serious cost. Oh my God. A huge cost physically. And then the pressure, right? So many people are just proud of you they believe in you mm-hmm. they're rooting for you you're representing your entire country you're when representing you make it to your the Olympics. country yeah i mean talk about talk about pressure pressure and then let's talk about you know so i watched the simone biles um i think it's simone versus herself um on facebook mm-hmm. uh facebook has television it's so fucking crazy but yeah it's awesome. It's a cool little series. It's got Simone Biles. They're like little 20-minute episodes. I mean, that girl was in foster care. You know, um, she, she was raised by a single mother who couldn't care for her, you know, was adopted, was in foster care, um, was take, you know, was later adopted by family. Her, her and her siblings were kept together but split up amongst family, right? Um, then, then you just think about what, young athletes face as they train and then you learn that you're sexually assaulted 
by repeatedly repeatedly like the fact that you're not even aware because you're so innocent Mm -hmm. that you don't have a clue it's happening to you i mean i just watching that and understanding like she is a perfectionist Mm -hmm. she she is a she has anxiety she has you know she's also neurodivergent she has adhd she has adhd Mm -hmm. right i mean the inter- she's a black woman mm-hmm. in America. Let's talk about what we've learned in the last year. I mean, the layers of intersectionality in her story and to have already proven yourself, mm-hmm. okay? She's the most decor- decorated gymnast in the gymnast world. Gymnast in the yep. world, bro. They don't even want to give her the max credit for her. Yeah, they're now going, for eh, it. well, for your standards, this could be better. But for everyone else... Oh my God, you you have to watch the... It's so good. Um, I, I will watch this. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I mean, I just fe- it was served to me on Facebook one day. I'm barely on there. Sponsored by Facebook yeah. this episode. Yeah. And I do think I, I might have seen it on her Instagram. But anyways, yeah, I wouldn't have known about it either. Um, But... I was just like, damn, for her to, to have the guts to arrive in Tokyo and be like, whoa, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I'm not okay. I need to take a step back. It's such a sign of strength. It's, it's not a sign of weakness at all because at all. like she was saying, like, well, first of all, there's obviously the physical implications, right? She, she was saying she's not in a good mental state. She was getting what gymnasts call the twisties. Um, having a disconnect from your mind and body in a, in a sport like that, at the level that you're at, you, you, could, you could fall wrong on your neck and you could die. Yeah. Like it, it's, it really is, you're, you have your own life in, in your own hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, the physical aspect alone. Um, but then I'm just thinking about the, the mental toll Mm -hmm. Um, and she later came out and said, you know, that she later realized in the back of her head, she was probably getting certain triggers that she wasn't even aware of because getting back into, into the Olympics, the last time she was there, um, she was still in the trauma of Larry Nassar. Um, Mm -hmm. she was sexually abused, um, for years and he he didn't get his he got charged in 2016 he didn't get his actual um sentencing sentencing until uh i mean recently yeah it was like a couple years after yeah so um i mean just imagine i just imagine being her having gone through all of that 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 thing the trauma of sexual abuse and assault never goes away Mm-mm. never, never and when ever. you are in situations that remind you of those times it's, it, the, it's, it's the setting it's, it's very the, hard yeah it's no. very hard um and i just couldn't uh, i just i felt so incredibly <laughs> sad for her that she was feeling that way and that she was having to go through that yeah um but yeah. I'm so happy that she she did speak out about it. And I think that's the most courageous thing that she could have done and continues to do. And we find out today that her aunt died when she no. got to the Olympics. 
No. So she was also dealing with that and didn't didn't want to share that. Like, I didn't know that. There's so many things that someone can be going through that we just don't know, and that's why it's so important to be to be kind, especially especially in high pressure pressure situations yeah. like this. Yeah. You know, people have people are walking around the world with um, their you know I hate to say this sounds very typical white hippie witchy whatever but people are walking around the world with their traumas right no they, no, no they but are that walking is around with a that, true statement yeah whether they realize it or not um and what you bring to to somebody's table it you can you can either make an impact in a good way or a bad way or you can be neutral why are why is anyone coming after Simone Biles for saying like oh well a national I, embarrassment I, yeah they, I saw um someone's uh, tweet that was like you know in in quotes like if I was Simone Biles' position I would and it's like no you <laughs> never will be so shut the fuck up sit back down on your couch I don't yeah. want to hear it I mean no. this 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 amazing. Amazing yeah. woman, like all the stuff that she's been through, going back into compete into the Olympics after a year of pandemic, after her abuser has been sentenced, and she's just now realizing exactly and, yep. and say like she shares this stuff. It this isn't yeah. you know, like she's no, been public. very open yeah. about it, but she's said like I didn't even realize these things were happening to me. Yeah. That because it, yeah, it's just it's a Dude. it's a lot, and I just I'm I wish that people would empathize more um, in these types of situations because why would we want to tear someone down that's representing so so many good things about a person which Simone Biles is yeah. for our country? Why would we tear her down? I, we we I, need to support her. Yeah, no, I would love to know. I'd love to talk to all the men that I heard. Talk shit on her. Yeah. Because it's, it's been a bunch of men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, and one uh, one from Texas, uh, mind you. But uh, it's just, yeah. She's incredible. It's, yeah. I love that we're getting to witness her. Mm-hmm. Like, that we are here to witness her. And she has such a, like, champion attitude. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like... If she's not, she knows she's so good and she has proven herself. She also doesn't have to be the best and she doesn't have to prove herself. Um, she is happy with gold, bronze, medal. Like she's, yeah. she just has such a champion uh, like attitude about the way she approaches her sport, um, her art really, and just... Uh, yeah, it was, it was really I, an inspiration to watch her. Just all of it. It was so cool. I loved seeing her smiling so big getting the bronze. Yeah! Like, for some reason yes. that I... For the beam, right? Yeah, Dude. I was like, oh, girl, yes. Like, you... She's holding that bronze up proud, like, so proudly. It's like her... I feel like it's like her... The one she's most proudest of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. something about that smile, boy. Right? There was something she, going on. She's yeah. like, man, it's been a hell of a week. This yeah. is... This is all I needed. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, sweet. she's just... I think she's... She is going to be very monumental. She already is. Oh, yeah. In, in, in terms of destigmatizing how we view mental health and getting outside of this idea that in order to be successful, you have to always just push through. Yes, that is part of being 
an, an elite athlete. You do Absolutely. push yourself. Yes. You take it beyond, like, yes, right. of course. You're but at when, another echelon. Like, it but just, when you're at a level where you don't know that you are going to be okay, it, it takes a lot of courage to say that. At, at, at literally at the world stage. I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, yeah. At that, the pressure, bro. Yeah. The pressure. Yeah, so we can, um, all, we can all learn from our Simone lovely Simone Biles. Biles. I love her. Yeah. I love that. And it's speaking so of people also going through, I just wanted to point out, um, you know, we've all been in this pandemic year. Uh, well, pff, shit, the last year and a half oh at this gosh. point. Yeah, 18 um, months but, or something. But one of our um, USA team members, um, pole vaulter, Katie, uh, I think it's Nagowit, she won the gold medal today. Um, and she was actually, uh, she had COVID last year, and she had a very no. complicated case where her symptoms were lingering for so long. She, I believe she didn't even think that she'd be able to compete. Wow. Um, and so seeing her come through that just so, I mean, yes, it's, it's a <laughs> physical strength but again so much mental strength to be able Mm -hmm. to go through to go through that and come out on the other end and then win gold I mean it was it was really Uh, cool to see and I got to that was one of the ones that I was actually watching live so yeah it was a different feeling yeah it 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 made all the difference Uh, good for her that's awesome Mm -hmm. I love that yep um I just I also can we speak on Naomi Osaka for a second hell yes she, you know, I feel like she triggered a bit of this, like, uh, mental health discussion mm-hmm. and like, um, and, but it, I feel like it kind of came from a different angle. I don't know. I, but I want to talk about it. I feel yeah. like she was, for her, a lot of the pressure comes from, like, she does not like talking to the like the journalist the yeah. media like it gives her a lot of anxiety and I get it 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 is a part of the job like that that's gonna come with it I get it yeah. um I don't agree with the way that you know the media approaches athletes or questions them mm-hmm. um, but you know that is the media they they are what they are mm-hmm. um but I think what you know, in her case, she was trying to proactively protect her mental health, which yep. had already been, you know, on the fritz. Mm-hmm. That's another documentary that I watched on Netflix. It's so good. She's such a curious, like, I'm so curious about her because she's so mis- mysterious. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very introverted, but it was a cool view into how she thinks her thought process on training and, and just like media and all that stuff but um she she was really trying to be proactive in protecting her energy and her space and I think what was so frustrating about it was just that like she made a choice she she explained what it was she paid the fee to say okay yeah like I'm gonna take this privilege Mm -hmm. let her have it yep let her have it. Um, but, you know, they wanted to... Yeah. I just... I didn't like the way that... 
the backlash sort of came in afterwards because it was just sort of this attitude like, well, you know, like, correct your attitude. What's going on with you? Like, fix it up. Like, it was just this very, like, well, okay, get it together. Like, yeah. it's just like, no, you're not listening. She, she is getting it together. That's part of the She's process. She's taking this moment for herself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's what protecting your energy and your mental health is, is like, I'm not going into that space. Right, you're, like, not, you're not putting that into that. Right. And it's, it's funny that you... Um, you know, say that because a lot of people have a lot of opinions about other people's mental health. And I just always think, um, you know, as someone who I've openly shared, I've had struggled with depression and an anxiety disorder for the last 15 years. Um, I find it always so interesting when people expect you to just get better, right? And when you're, say, I mean, I've been in pits of depression before where, I I, I mean, I'm not who I want to be, um, and I'm aware of that. (laughs) And if I could snap my fingers and get out of it, of course I would do that. But it's, it's not, it's not this, it's not completely linear. And I just... You know, when p- other people talk about other people's mental health and how they need to get it together, or, you know, in this case, if that person had cancer, if that person had a yep. broken bone, mm-hmm. would you be saying the same thing to them? Right. Because they should be viewed the same way. Absolutely. And they are equally as important. In fact, when you're training at that level, I, I almost believe that your mental health is more important than your physical obviously your physical health is so it's what's needed but if you're not in the right headspace if you're not in the right mindset if you're not believing in yourself how can you care for the temple yeah Yeah, you've got to be on and if you're if you're going through something and you're and you're depressed or you're anxious or you know like simone like your family member has died you're getting triggered from your past sexual abuser, from your past Olympics experience. Like, y- y- who are you to say that that's that person should just get over it and push through? Who are you to say? Well, and it's just like if that's so easy, yeah. Why don't Why don't you do that? Yeah, ma'am, sir. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. We don't We don't want to feel our feelings. We mm-hmm. want to package them up, push them down, move them out of the way, get them together pick them up, throw them over our shoulder, like... Never look at them. But the thing is, is, like, the way that you work through that is you you gotta move through the emotion. You have to mm-hmm. feel the emotion. You have to process it. We don't do a lot of processing of our emotions and feelings, so we don't know how to manage that. Like, it, it's just, like, if you don't give anything to it, how could... I, f- I feel like, like, with... um. Naomi and Simone, like, leading by example here, it's getting the conversation, like, people are talking about it everywhere. Um, And I think it's also one of those things where previously it was almost, like, taboo to talk about your mental health. And, you know, there still is a stigma. Like, I've struggled with opening up about my, my mental health before because... I don't ever want to bring someone down. And, you know, if I'm like, oh, well, I'm 
really going through it right now. Um, I don't want anyone to feel obligated to try to make me feel better. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people that have, that struggle with their mental health are, I mean, it's, it's easy to get into that mindset and want to just keep it to yourself because sure. you're not feeling good. Why would you want to put that on other people? That you isolate right? yourself. Yeah. You it's isolate. It, so, yeah. um, so I think that's also part of that, this wider conversation happening is that in the past it's, it's just never really been accepted, especially here in, in America. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, it used to be very frowned upon. And mm-hmm. if you ever talked about your mental health, you were extremely stigmatized and people viewed you as someone who was quote unquote crazy in a very negative connotation. Um, and I mean, that's what the media portrayed people with straight jackets on, uh, running into walls and psychotic wards. Yeah. I mean, I mean, oh my gosh, <laughs> look, yeah. that's, yeah, it's, it's just very extreme views of what that meant. So all in all, I'm really, I'm, I'm sad that, you know, these, these women are going through this. And also I know there was a male swimmer that also came out and said this last whole year with COVID, like he's been so extremely depressed. Like Mm -hmm. this is not out of the ordinary. People go through this stuff and we should talk about it. Yeah. Phelps came out years Mm -hmm. later, you know, and like, that's what was, yeah. 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 And now he's a sponsor of better help, which is really sweet. Yeah. I'm rooting for him always. Cause like, yeah, he, um, he did that at a really young age. Mm -hmm. Um, then lost a ton of, you know, sponsorships cause of a picture hitting a bomb, you know? Um, thankfully he still got to compete. Mm -hmm. Um, but he talks about how he he was going through a really like anxiety, depression riddled time during that time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it looks all great and glamorous like he was doing so good and had all the sponsors and won all the medals and it is so fast. But it's like, yo, people are so much more than what they right. give us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every day. I can't imagine the what it feels like to be an Olympian who, like, when you retire from that. You know, like, you're the identity crisis that sets in. It's not like, good. It's, I can yeah. tell you that when I, you know, left one job and didn't work for four months out right out of college, I didn't know who I was anymore. When you are just used to performing a certain way all the time, like your work, your career, like those things become, they can easily become your identity. And when you're an Olympic athlete, that is your identity. It is your work. It is your life's purpose. It it's is your validation. It, it's, yes, it's everything. Like, yeah. So when you are not that anymore, I can't imagine imagine the identity crisis dude the imposter syndrome yeah. the just like am i your self-esteem right like yeah you could win all that gold and still be like am i worth anything in the world like if i'm mm-hmm. not doing that like do i even matter anymore and what do i do after this right right like do can i do can I do gymnastics everywhere? No. I can't go tumble at... <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, at CBS. the <laughs> <laughs> Like our selections for that. Uh, yeah, man. Um, the... I... Right. I do not love to hear about all of the people, athletes specifically, experiencing 
um, you know, issues with their mental health and going through it. But I absolutely love, 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 love and admire and respect um, the conversation that Mm -hmm. they're starting. Because talk about, like you said, the ultimate sign of strength. Mm -hmm. Like that truly completes an athlete, in my opinion, being able to protect more than just their body. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Boom, I love it. Thank <laughs> you to all. Let's keep talking about it. I mean, because they had a lot of stuff going on. As um, old, every every time the Olympic comes around, it's like, here we go. This is our chance to look at what every country is doing, how their society operates, mm-hmm. what's culturally acceptable, what's not. Like, the list goes on and on and on. I was reading an article... Um, by a journalist, a uh, sports writer, um, earlier today, Sam Borden. Um, he writes for the Olympics, um, and he said something in his story, which I, it resonated with me, was that there's always going to be controversies, protests. There's always going to be athletes speaking their truth. Always locals who are for it. Always locals who are against it. Right, like the whole idea of uh, it, the Olympics, like the infrastructure that has to get built oh in a city for gosh. for it to be successful, like all these right. things that go into That's it. And insane. we've had the Olympics now for what is it, twenty twenty one, one hundred and twenty one years. Mm-hmm. Am I doing the math right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, wish my husband was here to <laughs> let me know if <laughs> no, I did that I right. Got your math was, but yeah, so, um, something like that. But but essentially, like they're never going to be perfect, right? Because nothing is ever perfect. So what can we do to support our athletes, um, come together, you know, at, that's what that's what the Olympics is. That's what it was established for, for countries to come together um, and to, for athletes to strive to be the best and hopefully accomplish this dream that they've had yeah um, that they've trained their their life's work for so i i love seeing the the stories coming out of the olympics that are um like the athletes competing against each other and after you know the race or whatever they're all hugging and they're all they're all so proud of each other like i i I, I mean love, that's good sportsmanship. Yes, that's yeah. a part of being yeah. a champion. Yeah, I love I love to see it. I love seeing that. Um, it always just touches me. I saw <laughs> I don't know who it was. I was watching one of the races live and um, two countries that were competing in a in some sort of uh, track competition. Anyway, they they finished basically at the same time and the you know, they said, well, you can do a rematch. And then they're like, can we just both have the gold? And they were like, yeah. And then they were like, yeah. Like oh, they, that is so they Equality were, for all. Yeah, they were like, no, we, we'll just both have it. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> like, that's cute. Sharing yeah. the gold. Yeah, I thought, and I mean, it was so, it was like the excitement. Uh, one of them was literally jumping up, like up so high. He was that's so excited. So he could cute. not contain it. it. It was really sweet to see. Um, and I saw that with a lot of the um, yeah. swim teams, the um, Teams. did it too mm-hmm. um pink haired soccer player mm-hmm. she like interrupted uh the opposing team who had just won she was doing an interview she basically interrupted her just to be like yo go get that gold congratulations yeah. gave her a hug 
She was visibly upset. Like, this was a huge loss for the U.S. They mm-hmm. hadn't lost um, a match to Canada in, like, 15 years or something yeah. like that. So it was, it stung, mm-hmm. but even through that stinginess to be like, go get it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I love that. I thought that was cute. Um, I love good sportsmanship. It just, it's classy. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Like, you look so tacky when you're, like, bitter about losing and you're kicking rocks and, like, you know, and we're going to get upset, right, about yeah. our losses. Uh, athletes will get upset, but I've just seen some taking it real... Out, taking it on the other yeah, athletes around I've you is never, real. it's never a good look and you should really no. take a look at yourself, honestly. Yeah. It reminds no. me when people do that, I just think of, like, all these assholes we see on um, airplane flights that are like, no, you can't make me wear a mask. Give me another drink. Oh my gosh. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. And then they have to literally uh, tape them down to the chair and tape their mouth shut. That is the same. Those are the same people. <laughs> same energy. <laughs> yeah. I do not want to see you losing a game, honey. If, if this is how upset you're getting. I want to talk a little bit about just some of the things that the Olympics did to show how they're basically like anti-black, anti-female. Um, it's just like should and should it, it made me question like the whole conversation on g- gender and and how we um, sort of define what makes a woman so um the first one i want to bring up is the namian how do you pronounce that namibian namibian sprinters um that were banned from the olympics for elevated toss testosterone and i got something to say about that please do because this this blue i just couldn't even believe but I, yes, I, I knew you would have something to say. But I, I have something to say about that because I am a woman <gasps> oh, with. Yep. Okay. High okay. This is perfect. Testosterone. Yep. Okay. So here's the thing. Speak um, on it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so ridiculous. One, and look, I don't know if this is what they're experiencing, but one in ten women in the world have a condition called PCOS, Polycystic Ovary Syndrome. I have PCOS. PCOS does not... The the name for it is very misleading. People think, oh, you have to have cysts on your ovaries to have it. No, you actually don't. There's three criteria. You have to have two or three criteria. Anyway, one of them is being um, elevated um, androgen or testosterone levels. Um, it's, it is the number one symptom you see in women that have PCOS. Because of that, you get things like you know, this male pattern baldness, you um, have excess hair growth like on your lip and chin, under your chin, you get acne on the jawline. These are all signs of higher testosterone. Um, Women do have testosterone in their bodies, but when it reaches a certain level and it's considered quote unquote higher, you know, blah, blah, blah. So what I think um, is just ridiculous about this is that, for instance, if I took this, uh, like when, when I take blood tests, um, my testosterone is always through the roof. Yeah, no, you, I remember you shared this <laughs> the, with me. Yeah. The fact that, but, but do you think that I have some sort of, um, uh, obviously I don't have an Olympian advantage here, but 
it doesn't, that doesn't equate um, that you're going to just all of a sudden have a man-like sprinting Strings. capabilities. And I mean, you're just going to smoke all the girls. You know what like, happens when you're a woman with high, high and elevated testosterone levels? You really struggle with your energy. Your yeah. body, your body doesn't know how to respond to it. You're not biologically equipped to handle that. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's just interesting that anyone would, I mean, really take blood of and 10 women, 10 women in the world. You're going to get one that has, uh, elevated testosterone. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is not, this is not uncommon. This does not mean that these sprinters are just going to literally sprint ahead of the competition yeah. because they have this. It does not, it does not add up. Yeah. So I think it is ridiculous. And when I read the statement from the country of Namibia about, <laughs> I know. about this, I was like, is this is real? This real? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I was just like, look, it'd be one thing if these, if these sprinters, you know, tested positive for it were like doping or if they were like taking um stare like they were taking this you know to try to enhance their performance um but they're not it's naturally occurring um and like i said um and you know this is my experience and what my doctor has shared with me when you have higher testosterone and you're a female, it's not, it's, it's not a fun experience. No. You're not, you're not going to get ahead of the curve in any way. So, well, okay. That, and please show me a rule in the Olympics rule book that says if a man has too much, um, estrogen levels that he can't compete. And guess what? A lot of men have higher estrogen because <laughs> if you're drinking milk, even if you're drinking organic milk, I got a story for you. You yeah. are consuming, you're consuming a lot of hormones. Okay. So yeah, we, if, if that's the standard, then sure. Um, but this, that's the thing is that only this country is, is saying this, yeah. but it's just interesting because at the same time we have the, um, we have the, um, transgender um, female who was competing for the weightlifting in the women's division, but she didn't. She didn't get through it all. She did not. Mm. She didn't perform well. Oh. So it's just interesting that it's like we have one country that's like, oh, you're you know naturally occurring higher testosterone. No, you're not allowed in. Uh, then you have more progressive countries that are like, yeah, absolutely. You are a female. You can compete in the women's weightlifting. It's not a big deal. So I, yeah, it's just interesting to see how different countries are. Yeah. But it's, it, it's happened consistently with black women mm. is the, the trend that we're catching who from some of these other countries with, uh, Castor Semenya. Yeah. Mm. Um, she was the first one who had faced this type of disqualification. I remember this. Do you remember her? Yeah, I She's remember this. She's beautiful. And yeah, basically, yeah. So this was the first one. Um, and then there's these two this year. And there might be more, but I mean, come on. That's just like, it's just fucked up. Okay. 
Yeah, it doesn't. It honestly, doesn't compute. Like, it I, just... I totally understand if someone's taking like hormones to try to, you know, like enhance their, like beat beat the competition, whatever. Sure. Like obviously, like taking substances and that are not not allowed right that's obviously not okay yeah but this isn't this, this is not what's happening no they they actually said naturally high like they even said that it was natural <laughs> but because you are this you cannot be this and i just i don't know i just i don't like this whole forcing women into what defines a yeah. woman you know what they, i would say i okay, mean for, well, then I for won't athletic compete, purposes i, I won't I don't compete know. in the women's let me compete in the men's then you say i have uh yeah. too high of testosterone cool put me in the men's division yeah. is I, that what you what's the solution here well they probably won't do that either because you know that's been a huge right. discussion so I'm, with i'm saying like yeah. you're you're saying no to this you're saying no to this what are the options here mm-hmm. for a star athlete well i want to know I want to know if men have that type of restriction. I wonder if they're because I, I don't tested. think that there is. Yeah, but also it just it's kind of interesting because why would a country be I mean, so hard on their star athletes of like no you can't you can't represent us and win because you're so great like what what are you do great. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want like that kind of? I, I mean, I guess it's because, yeah, there's stigma around females appearing having male like testosterone. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, do you know about the soul? Soul? I didn't. Soul I found cap. that link, but I didn't read it yet. Oh, I I actually plugged this link in. Mm-hmm. So the anti-black is basically like the soul caps. The, mm. Uh, basically, b- black-owned cap that helps fit natural hair. They said mm-hmm. it's unnatural to the human head, and that they can't black women and men can't use that cap. I'm sorry. How many? Is how that many? Um, so how many people wear hair extensions? Like, no, I don't know. How many people? Like I've seen. Yeah. I've seen athletes wearing jewelry. Like what? Well, how do you define what you can and can't wear? Why well, are you Why are you pushing this on one particular I'm, group of people? What I want to know is, <laughs> okay, first of all, let me just speak on on the soul caps that that were basically banned. Um, soul cap is uh, swimmers' caps. Um, it's it's a black owned uh, female company. Uh, she designed uh, swimmers caps mm-hmm. to fit natural uh, hair. Right. Because um, the uh, the the traditional swimming are caps are so, so itty bitty. They're so tight too. Tight, I mean, tiny, painful. I don't, yeah, painful. And I can't imagine getting just thick hair. Anyone with yeah. really thick hair, like how do you do that? Yeah. And the fact that they tried to design something to help... That was inclusive. That was inclusive. Right. They... They This is not aerodynamic. Let's just talk about that. Like, they're not gaining any speed with this If if anything, it might be slowing them down. (laughs) No, and that that is the joke that I kept seeing uh, people say is like, come on, y'all. Really? There's not little wings on the side. Yeah, like, this is not a disadvantage. You're literally... 
they said it doesn't follow the natural form of the head. So well, then it shouldn't be helping them in any way, shape, or form. As okay, far as also, like, some people got big heads. So who are you to say what? what's the natural form of a head? I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, what is the natural? What do you mean by that? So I'm going to read this right here because just a little tidbit of like what hair does. Um, Afro hair is naturally di- drier than other hair because it has fewer cell layers. So uh, the beach, the bleach found in swimming pools can dry it out and lead to damage. So um, it basically just helps keep their hair fully dry mm-hmm. because they've struggled to use the traditional caps. And I mean, it's just ridiculous that like, why, 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 why not? Why why not? not? <laughs> I'm just, I don't understand. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. To I just, I want a better, um, a better explanation, it, yeah. but it's, it's the fact that it's just ignorance. And, and but, like, it's it, truly people. Because this is the first time that it's big. Be- right. Like, that like too. that there's an actual product. Right. Right. Like it's right. been discussed before, but no one took it upon themselves to design this. Yeah. Now it's out there. I feel like this is sim- not completely similar, but it's, I think of the whole um, skin color of band-aids, right? Yeah. And oh, uh, ba- ballet um, tights. Like yeah. they traditionally were always that like white, opaque kind yeah. of. They, they never. And if you were a black girl in ballet, um, you know, you had white legs that completely stood out that were not yeah. the color of your skin. Yeah. So, like, these are, like, very old ways of doing things and thinking. Mm-hmm. And we just need to do better. Like, yeah, why man. not? Why are we not being inclusive? Yeah, I don't... It does not help anyone. It doesn't make sense. Again, after a year of so much... Like, and, you know, it goes back to what you said. People had to be paying attention and actually giving a damn to even be a part of the conversation um, and learn, right? Learn and undo and and try and figure out sort of like these systemic ways that we've all contributed. But again, you have to care. You have to put that effort in to know. And yeah, it's just sad to see this like type of ignorance at the Olympics you know, after a very reflective year. That's not to say that black women and black men have not been celebrated, but it's just like these, all of the, this string of things really got me. Um, this last one that I want to bring up, uh, Shakari Richardson. Oh, oh my goodness. Our Dallas girl. Uh, our little, she's from Oak Cliff. She's so cute. Which is where Adriana and I used to live together in Oak Cliff. Shout out. Shout out Oak Cliff, Dallas, Texas. Um, Wow. She was just, I mean, she came out of the she took Gates, the world like by a, storm. Yes, I did. I'll be honest. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about no. her. One day, yeah, the entire world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and her. I was like, wow. She and she's like been down the street. This whole time. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and I mean, she just killed that record um, with her her orange hair yeah. flying behind her. I loved it. And her iconic her nails and just pointing at the time. Like she just a beast. Um it's crazy. It's crazy what she did. 
Shakari Richardson recently became the sixth fastest woman of all time and the fourth fastest American woman in history. Yes. Dude, she um, qualified for the 2020 Summer Olympics after winning the, the women's 100-meter dash with a 10.86 seconds in the U.S. Olympic trials. Um, and her personal best was 10.72 seconds. Yes! Which is what we all came to know her for. Yeah. Um, it was such an exciting moment. Like, people were just so excited. And then not, but like, two minutes later. <laughs> Within the same week. I, I mean, think. yeah, it was like yeah. the next day or two days later. Something like that. Um, we learned that she became ineligible for uh, testing positive for cannabis in her system. Um she admitted that um, while she was in, was it Oregon or Seattle? I can't remember. She was um, in a legal state. She was um, being interviewed and found out on camera, uh, or while being interviewed, that her biological mother had passed. Um, incredibly heartbreaking. I can't even imagine what that must have been like for her. She said that she, you know, being in a legal state, mm -hmm. um, not knowing any other way of how to cope, being under all of the pressure that she had been under, um, she smoked. She yep. smoked weed. Um, and I think what is so wild is that, like... <laughs> We're just in such a transitional phase in America, right? I get it. It is the rules. She should know better. All these things. But going back to mental health, what people are going through, and I just feel like, why couldn't we treat this like that? I mean, it, it's clearly not something that's going to enhance your running. Um, you're not doping. You can't perform better by getting high like you just can't like it just that's not how it works it's not an advantage against the other athletes and I'm sorry to to learn that type of news I mean you're gonna be struggling you know what I mean and yeah. I just I felt for her I I get it this is just a moment she's so young she can come back she will be an olympian like no yeah. doubt about it but like ooh, to be on top of the world and then just have it like pulled from underneath you um in in you know a moment's breath uh just because the are these are the rules it does not mean that it's right and um if anything i'm just glad that again it's opening up a conversation mm -hmm. because man, I think it's just not right, you know? And we know that. We know that cannabis is, is not a dangerous drug. We know that it is helpful in a lot of medicinal ways, and it's asinine. It's absolutely ridiculous that it is still um, a class one scheduled drug with no medicinal purposes in America. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And it consistently puts black people 
in prison for it. Like, while white people sit here and begin growing uh, business and wealth through through this industry, it's 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 crazy. And then to you know see Megan Rapinoe um, celebrated for promoting um, how she uses CBD and and her CBD company and. I, I get it. One's non-psychoactive and, and the other one is. Um, one, one's, you know, one particle of the plant gets you high and the other doesn't. It's still a part of the cannabis hemp plant, okay? Like, w- what are you proving here by only giving us access to CBD and not, it, like, the shtick is over. Like, it's just over. The war on drugs. Don't get me started on this one. Don't get me started on this one. But it's just like... We got a full episode for that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's just... um, Again, I I was really disappointed to see that. And and I think, you know, she was suspended, what, for 30 days? Which, it it was just shy of a few days of, like, her being able to... Yeah. Just, uh, whatever. She's going to come back. Um, and she's going to kill it. And I'm just praying that she's doing okay with mm-hmm. like everything, um, that she recently went yeah, through. Yeah. Losing, yeah. losing anyone, but yeah. losing your mom and in the same week, week that you qualify. I mean, yeah. talk about juxtaposition. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so happy she had that moment, but she... Man, she just handled it with so much grace. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, "I'm human. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want from me?" Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and that so. it, yeah, I think you know, even Biden now is like, "Well, we we definitely need to look at our policy around <laughs> this." You think? And in the states, it it is such a, you know. It's such a controversial topic. Well, as with anything is yeah. here <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, where there are states where it's completely legal um, and there are states where it's not. And then within the ones where it's legal, it it varies. It can be medicinal. It can be recreational. It can be both. You can grow. You can't. Like, whatever. It's the amount so, you have. or the Right. But yeah. at the national level, it's still criminalized. So mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, something like the Olympics, like whether she was in a state where it was legal or not, like, unfortunately, the reality is that at the national level, until something like that changes, um, I, I don't think that our, anyone will ever be safe from that type of, no. um, you know, law, like, comeback there. No, it's, it's not good. I mean, I'm just like, what do you prefer? You prefer... Do you prefer she would have gone to a bar? You yeah, know, like what was her option? Just suffer, move. I mean, people grieve in their own ways. Yeah, and I also would love to do an entire podcast about the um, overhype of alcohol because oh boy, is it just so accepted for people to just really let it consume them, like mm-hmm. truly. Oh yeah. It's it's a it's a way to just zone the fuck out all the time every weekend, and I'm not talking about people that suffer from alcoholism. I'm I'm talking about people that recreationally social drink drinking all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's so accepted here, and it's mm-hmm. it's just very um, 
It's very interesting to me the way that our Dude, the way that the U.S. views alcohol yeah. versus oh, yeah. other countries where it's it's not seen as like a party thing. It's just part of something that you might have with meals and dinner and leisurely, and it's not overhyped. So people aren't you know dying of alcohol poisoning and overdose all the time like they are here. So okay, Megan, uh, to wrap us up. I have a little mini quiz for you. Oh, boy. Are you ready? No, but here we go. <laughs> Are you ready for a quiz? I made it nice, short, and sweet. Okay. I have no okay. idea what this is about. Yeah, no. You get your... Get ready. Okay. Get ready for the quiz. Okay. So, in this Olympic-themed trivia, your first question is, how many Olympic Games have been canceled in history? In history? Yeah. Okay, so since it started in 1900, um, obviously this... So I'm going to give you three options, I just realized. Okay, okay, good. I forgot to give you... So option number one is three, Mm -hmm. option number two is one, Mm -hmm. and then option number three is two. Didn't it get canceled when um, there was SARS or... A boat. There was like some other. Is it two? Is it option three? Uh, it is number one. Three. Okay. What are three what Olympic are the other games times? have been canceled? World War One in nineteen sixty nine. I get that. <laughs> and then I'll... World War Two in nineteen forty 1940 and nineteen forty four. Right. So those two really big wars that. <laughs> Impacted literally the entire world. Right. It's like, sure, yeah, maybe we'll skip this year. Like, <laughs> could you imagine? Well, look, we, between the Olympics, there's four years. It's like, well, I guess people weren't really getting along with that. Time. Yeah, no, I don't think so. They had bigger fish to fry. Okay. Um, okay. This one's fun. Uh, what are gold Olympic medals made of? Option number one, recycled electronics. Option number two, Gold, um, and then option number three, silver. So I know that um, for our Olympics right now in Tokyo, the medals are made out of um, recycled um, electronics like cell phones. But I don't know if it, depending on the country, they get to choose what it's made out of. But I'm going to go with, for this one, the electronics. Okay, you are correct. This is kind of like a trick question. Okay, and I'm going to read it for you. Okay, it's, so they say silver. It's made out of, made almost entirely from silver with approximately six grams of gold to meet the standard laid out in mm-hmm. the Olympic Charter. Uh, the Olympic, or the medals for the Summer Olympics in Tokyo were made from 80 thousand tons of recycled electronics yep yep you're right i thought that was really yeah. cool that they did that oh i loved that i was like, like also like oh. where else can we use this much trash <laughs> <laughs> that's one way i love it um okay um okay what did australia order and run out of halfway through the 2000 olympic games oh order yeah like food so Num- option number one is bottled water. Option number two is condoms. Option number three is chalk, 
which is used for several events. I don't know. I feel like it's condoms because they love to party. <laughs> Shout out to all my Australian friends. You know who you are. <laughs> is it condoms? Girl, ding, ding, ding. How did you get me that one? Ding, ding, dong. <laughs> or ding, ding, dick. Okay. <laughs> We can keep going. <laughs> All day, baby. Okay, so check this out. Australia uh, ordered 70,000 condoms for the 2,000 games. And they used all of them? But halfway through, they ran out and had to purchase 20,000 more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How many, how big was this team? And then also, how big was this team? How big was this team? <laughs> okay, check this out. During the next Summer Games in Athens, Durex donated 130,000 condoms to smooth the performance of the world's elite sports people in the arena and undercovers. Wow. And 12 years later, in Rio de Janeiro, organizers supplied the Olympic Village with a jaw-dropping 450,000 condoms, which worked out to 42 per athlete. Um, so... Bada bing, bada boom. Love, love, <laughs> uh, you know, the advertisement of safe sex. Yeah, That's same. Great. That's same. great. Um, I would just think Wild, that right? these athletes, like, really need to, like, retain their <gasps> energy. I, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. But I know. <laughs> I was actually fully surprised because I was like, wait, so is this for the athletes? I mean, or is it for the people? But aren't the people at the Olympic Village basically trainers or athletes? I, this raises a bigger question for me. Why isn't there an Olympic competition for fucking then because what right <laughs> it's clearly a Hello. sport well i just found it interesting because yeah i i feel like that I mean, and maybe this is a myth but i thought it was like the you gotta keep your mind keep your mind out of the gut gutter and on the game like yeah, didn't they gotta have stay like focused gotta stay cardboard beds in tokyo i don't to, know to i make, just... to try to get people to not hook up like Right. I was fully... So, no, it turns out, you know, and what's funny about this fun fact was that, like, earlier in the week, I heard something about how athletes are actually very... Like, there's a lot of hooking up that happens. I mean, hey. And I was, like, interested. I was like, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not against it, but I just... I wasn't expecting that. And then I saw this, and I was like, wow. Look, that's a lot. That's a lot of fucking... I mean, that's... I'm not a, against it. Just, it's a lot of testosterone. <laughs> right, right. Half of I the mean, athletes' uniforms are like you know little bikini sets and oh, yeah. like underwears and tank tops, like which they are resisting. It's, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of skin. I'm I'm not surprised. Um, you also have to think like these people are so like confident in their sport, and confidence really translates to sexiness well not just confidence attraction i mean stamina endurance okay like high performance like yeah four that's just a lot half a million honestly that that um that i don't i feel weird about that it doesn't compute no, but it hey. really does. It kind of um, makes me feel very inadequate, and I'm on the receiving end. I mean, 
Oh my god. All right, y'all. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us and talking Olympics. We've got a couple days left of the Olympics, so um, hope you guys are tuning in. Let us know what you are watching in terms of the competition. Or let us know your favorite moments. I mean, there were just so many good ones, so... And we'll see... Pick one and share. Yeah, we'll see a few more coming up, too. Um, And... Yeah, that's a wrap. Thanks everyone for tuning into today's episode. You can follow us on Instagram at CuriosityPod. That's C-U-R-I-O-S-I-T-E-A pod. And you can leave us a voice message. Head on over to our Instagram and click on that bio link. You can also email us at thecuriositypodcast at gmail.com.